When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone is having a great week. Here we are, the last week of October, and this is a great month to really get that momentum going with Q4. So we're uh, asking everybody, what have you done with your goals for this year, now heading into 2023? Feel free to reach us out here at Sustainable Success at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. We'd be more than happy to help in that particular area as you prepare for 2023 and letting you know Q4 be your best quarter of this year to close out strong. If you're new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice American Influencers Channel, and we highly encourage you to check us out also on Apple, following us there, and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There we've, we've had many of our great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insights, and this way you'll be able to you know tune in, make comments, and be able to be part of the experience that we have on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, an opportunity to rekindle old relationships and perhaps meet new people for the first time. What sets it apart from other social media platforms? It's a membership program, meaning that it takes all the noise out of social media. And this way you get to come in on your time without the notifications and get to share content of interest across different areas and perhaps maybe perhaps land your next new job opportunity or meet someone that could be a future business partner in the impact that you're looking to create in your business moving forward. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking on an alternative perspective on mental health, how to cultivate it. And in this episode, we're going to be with Dr. Clara Seeger, and she's going to present a different understanding of common mental health issues, such as depression and anxiety that challenges several mainstream assumptions about their underlying causes. This novel perspective inspired by ancient wisdom empowers the individual to take responsibility for their own mental health and open up new options for treatment and prevention. And this is going to be a great opportunity to not only take notes, but also reach out to Dr. Seeger here, whether if it's on the show or anytime thereafter, as ways that she could help you in this particular area. So a little information about Dr. Seeger. She is a PhD, highly experienced coach, corporate facilitator, online course creator, speaker, and author specializing in mental balance and well-being, mindfulness and meditation, neuroscience, and emotional intelligence. Clara has works with senior leaders and their teams, helping them to foster a culture of sustainable well-being in the workplace. Her approach marries ancient uh, contemplative wisdom and meditation from with findings from neuroscience and psychology. Her comprehensive workplace program includes training in the four fundamental components of mental balance, that is sustainable vision and aspirations, refining intentional, attentional focus, transcending unconscious biases, and cultivating emotional wisdom. 
Now, I can keep going on and on, but you're going to learn a little bit later how you can get in contact with her here later in the show. So we encourage you to stay here for the duration of the show. And without further ado, we welcome Dr. Clara Seeger to the show. How are you doing today? Hi. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. It is a pleasure. It's so, so much pleasure. You and I got together earlier this year on another show that you had you presented so much great insight and golden nuggets on the area of mental well-being and just well-being overall. This is a you know a thing that is so real now in 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 organizations, you know, across the board. You know, even though we're we're heading into this post-COVID world. I mean, this is an area that organizations more than ever, if they're seeking to have this harmony or balance and really be able to retain, you know, uh, key employees in terms of retention and getting the most out of them in terms of production and efficiency, this is going to be vitally important. You have, you're going to share with us today an alternative perspective on mental health and how to go about cultivating it. Can you share a little bit about that alternative perspective? to kind of set the foundation, what will be discussed from you today. Yes, thank you, Chris. I'm delighted to to share that because I think it's something that, ha- that that's not recognized generally. And um, I'd like to hear your thoughts about that as well. Sure. Uh, yeah, so so uh, what what I'm finding is that with our medical perspective on mental health, Um, we are looking at certain mental health disorders, which are called disorders like, for example, depression, for example, anxiety. And we're giving this label of this is a disorder. And so what we are not considering is that maybe this disorder is not actually the be all and end all, but actually a symptom of an underlying imbalance. And this is how I look at these disorders, that um, that these are dis- these are symptoms of underlying mental imbalances that we all share, and they just manifest as a particular disorder, right? I'm I'm happy to el- elaborate. Yes, please do. Because I'm very I'm always love these perspectives because these are things that are that are real, and people either are, are either in denial for themselves or people that are in denial overall that these could be impacting people that could then obviously affect their performance and everything else that's so important in in today's uh, working world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what, what the the importance of that is that, you know, if 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 it really is like that, if we can look at it like that and what we think of as the actual illness or disorder is only a symptom, then all this time we we are just addressing the symptoms rather than getting to the root cause. Mm. And so this could be an explanation, and in my view, it is an explanation for why we're not really getting a handle on, on, on mental health issues. I mean, they're, they're exploding. One in eight people in the world are suffering from a mental disorder. Um, it's it's really quite shocking. And, it is quite know, shocking. I mean, just to, just to say that you could walk into a room of eight or more people, and there's going to be statistically one person yeah. with something. Absolutely. And and depression, for example, 5% of adults worldwide have um, have been diagnosed with depression. So that's quite a shocking statistic. Yeah. And when you think about how much 
we have at our disposal and how much um, in terms of medical treatments are out there and and the um, psychopharmaceutical drugs that are available to people, they don't seem to be actually helping because, you know, the mental health conditions are exploding. And, and despite the fact that we have these treatments available, so there is something that we're not getting. It's not getting to the root of the problem. And this is what, you know, for me, that that's really what we need to look at is that maybe we've been barking up the wrong tree all this time. Yeah. And that's what we love about here at Sustainable Success, because it is about the root cause to these underlying issues and challenges that we're not just managing the problem, but we're we're fine. We're looking for ways to solve them and create solutions. Doesn't mean it's going to be perfect, but that we're heading in the right direction to kind of, in this case, find solutions rather than just put band-aids on things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah. So if you could talk about some of these things that are really real, like depression, like you said, 5% of people are, you know, are dealing with depression on a various level and you know, anxiety. There's there so many different levels of anxiety and you know, and how anxiety can really affect people's performance and level of confidence and and so on. Then when when and how that impacts other people around them. If you could talk about some of these different, you know, this perspective now in, in from that capacity of what what would be like what would you recommend to let's say, you know, people, you know, or creating that awareness and then maybe to the organization, how to go about, you know, helping people in this area or, and instead of, you know, just checking off a box, like actually putting something in place, at least starting somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly what, where I'm coming from. Uh, that's, that's my approach and what, what I'm recommending to organizations and what I, I help them implement is to introduce practices whereby people can actually work with their own minds because we all suffer from mental imbalances and there's you know we we all have them and we have them to varying degrees and we are not always aware of them most people are not aware of the mental imbalances as even that concept is not really out there so the way i use it um, and they can occur in different domains of our minds. But what I help people do and what I recommend to organizations is rather than putting in place some strategies of what do you do when people are, are suffering from loneliness and depression and anxiety um, and, and putting some Band-Aids on, as you say, is to to really use, to to look at their own minds, because ultimately, I mean, and this is where I'm getting at, is that we have these mental imbalances and then they manifest as depression, as anxiety, as loneliness, as, you know, all these different challenges that we have in the mental health arena. But they they don't, they come from, from our mind in the end. Yeah, there, there are lots of contributing conditions. It's not, um, and it's not about blaming individuals in any way, but it's about empowering individuals to say, well, how are we using our minds that contributes to um, a, a sense of depression, of low mood, of, you know, what, what are we doing with our minds that make us, that makes us anxious? How are we using our mind that we end up feeling lonely? 
because it's not always a function of loneliness, for example. And I looked at that because that was one of the the themes of uh, a previous Mental Health Awareness Week. And uh, it's not a function of not being with people necessarily. It's about how we attend to reality, how we attend to others, how we, you know, how we focus our mind, etc. And um, so it's what, what my approach is, is really to help people open up a whole, a whole roadmap of how we can work with our mind in a way that can balance our, our, our mind in a healthier way and redress the balance of, of these various imbalances that we fall into. And so we we can do that. We can work with our own mind. And once we know how to do that, and the whole practice of um, meditation is a way to do that. So whether we want to call it meditation, I, I tend to call it a cultivation of our mind for creating, in order to create greater mental balance. And so that is how I couch meditation. It's not about sitting there and and, and relaxing or anything like that. It's about addressing the mental imbalances that we are suffering from and then bringing ourselves into a greater state of balance which is the prerequisite of mental health which is the prerequisite for mental well-being and so this is and there's a whole array of practices which helps us um which helps us bring our mind into greater balance in very different ways yeah so, yeah and what are what do you feel like you know when you look at this Dr. Seeger, when you look at, you know, this awareness, what do you find that resonates the best with the, with people? And is it just, is it actual, you know, you know, like, you know, actual real cases of people, you know, like how this is happening to them in their lives and in their, in their careers or just general information, you know, that to to enlighten them? Because I always think that, you know, it's got to start with the awareness. Yeah. uh, Are you asking, um, well, in terms of them embracing what you just shared. What I've just shared, yeah. For, I mean, they see the value once they do the practice. So, yeah. for example, um, there's a practice that I like to, to share, which is about um, learning to observe thoughts rather than getting sucked into the thoughts, mm. which, you know, is a big thing for depression, for example. And um, that's sort of the mindfulness approach to, to, let, to, to help people with... Um, Letting the thoughts arise, but not getting sucked into them, not not getting carried away with every thought that comes up, which could be a very negative thought. Um, and so that is a, a practice that has immediate benefit. And obviously, we, we have to practice and cultivate it. But it's about learning to 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 let the thoughts arise without without in, getting too involved in them. And that really helps alleviate that symptom of depression. Yeah, um, which has to do with the rumination that people experience. I would even say even the anxiety level too, right? Would that be safe to yeah. say with the anxiety? Because yeah. we, we tend to overanalyze and and overthink yeah. those yeah. thoughts, and then it takes us down like another path, and and we could just you know pile on more stuff that really isn't happening. To, yet we've convinced ourselves it is. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Now this is this is so powerful. I know we're gonna we're gonna be going to break here shortly, but this is so you know so so important more 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 ever than ever before when it comes to I believe in anything in business, whether if you're 
you know, either operating as a solopreneur or you're running a Fortune 500 company or anywhere in between, these things are very real. If you could just sum up some of the things you shared in the first segment, for those listening, those will be listening later. And then again, I know we're going to be talking about certain things in the second half of the show to move forward. Yeah, so so it's really about empowering the individual to use their mind in a in a very specific way to overcome the mental imbalances that will lead to mental health challenges. That's really the the key nugget here. Wow. Okay, great. And I love the word empowering because it again it it it, it includes the person listening to now do something with it. They're not being told what to do, it's being shared and given that person, given that uh, authority, you know, to the, you know, to themselves to make that decision, what they can do with it. And they don't have to feel alone. I love what you shared there. We got to go to break everybody. But when we come right back, we, again, we're talking about an alternative perspective on mental health, how to cultivate it with Dr. Clara Seeger. We will be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. We're here with Dr. Clara Seeger. We're talking about an alternative perspective on mental health, how to cultivate it. Now, again, this is very important, whether if you are a solopreneur or perhaps you're leading a team of any size, any type of organization, this is something that is so important because in in the first segment, she shared that one out of eight people, one out of eight is dealing in silence with a mental health challenge. 5% of people are, are affected by depression. These are things that are real. And so these are not only just important stats to share, but instead of like putting it underneath the carpet that we can actually do something about it by gathering intelligence in this particular area, why you're here listening to the show and why Dr. Seeger is a, is a renowned expert in this area and that you're able to tap into it. So again, we're going to encourage those that are listening to ask as many questions later by reaching out to her after the show or anytime in the near future. 
So, Dr. Seeger, you know, you talked a little bit about the alternative perspective on mental health. You provided a kind of an overview to kind of set the stage of, you know, the foundation of what this is about. Can we talk a little bit about the process, you know, how to go about doing it? And, you know, and I know there's four core areas of of the mind that you can kind of share and kind of put this together for all of us. Yeah, so I've created a, a kind of roadmap of how we can bring our mind into balance. And this is um, inspired by ancient contemplative wisdom. So the ancient um, science of meditation, we can call it an art and we can call it a science as well, because it's about really observing our minds very, very, you know, up close and personal, as I like to say. Um, And so that these four areas, I've created uh, courses and uh, programs around each of these four areas of the mind, which are different functions of the mind that we all have and use on a daily basis, and how we can use these practices um, to bring greater balance in each of these four areas. And so the first one has to do with our desires and aspirations. Um, the, it's, it's that area of, you know, what, what, what do we desire? What, what is our vision of a good life? What is our vision of well-being? And where do we see that well-being coming from? Do we see it coming from, you know, acquiring more wealth and power and prestige? Or do we have a different vision of well-being? So the, this first area... Um, I I introduce practices where it really helps people create a vision of what the good life really means to them, of what well-being really means to them, and inspire them to not just look at the obvious candidates of that sort of tick box exercise that we um, that we have in in our modern society of you know we need to get the the house, the car, the 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 spouse, the the family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but what is it that really would create a, a sense of flourishing that is more sustainable? You know, you know, I'm keen on that sustainable well-being yes, concept, yes. right? And that's what it is all about: is can we create create a sustainable vision of our own well-being, of our own flourishing? And we can do that by looking and reflecting and contemplating. And so the guided practices that um, I use to invite people to do that. And that creates a, a that sort of shifts people's worldviews. It's not by me suggesting it, but by by them contemplating that maybe the the worldview that they've had so far is quite limited, because that's what we hear in society, right? We talked about this before, didn't we? Um, you know, if if our society is so materialistic and hedonistic and consumerist, and and so our worldview get shrinks to that to that, you know, our horizon is very small. And so when we increase that and we broaden our horizon, then we suddenly can see that there is maybe a more sustainable well-being to be to be cultivated. It's not to be achieved. It's not to be acquired. It's something that we need to cultivate from the inside out. And that actually shifts our priorities towards l- working with our minds more. And people yeah. start to want to meditate because that's the key to unlock that, you know. So that's the whole first area. Um, so there, there are practices to help us increase, uh, challenge our common assumptions and broaden our idea of what well-being really is and, and invite us to, to think of a more sustainable type of well-being. Then the second um, 
the second domain of the mind is that of our attention and how we use our attention. What are we paying attention to and how are we paying attention? And so our attention is often very scattered and and um, not not very cohesive, not very, you know, we're not, we're not really in control of our minds and we can hardly have two breaths without thinking of other things and getting distracted and getting a bit spaced out or, or, or you know, these are the sort of common imbalances that we experience. So this second um, area is all about training our mind to be able to sustain our attention on whatever we want to sustain it on you know on whatever object we want to sustain the um, the attention on in order to to really bring our mind into balance and and be able to control where we are placing our mind at any one time rather than just being you know like a rabbit in the headlights yeah, you know yeah. really being able to 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 be more intentional about how we pay attention and what we pay attention to, and so if, for example, to bring it back to the idea of you know to the the um, what we are talking about about depression, you know if we negative thoughts tend to arise, they use they, there's a this kind of bias towards the negative when we are experiencing depression, um, and we learn when we train our attention that we don't overly focus on those thoughts which is what most of us do, right? When we have a negative thought, that's what we focus on. And then we we feed it, we perpetuate it, et cetera. And of course, we're going to be depressed, right? But it's just if we like, learn it, like to, it, it builds on yeah. to lead to that, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So we can recognize, oh, there's a negative thought, but we, we don't need to to place all our attention on it, right? And so we learn to 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 be more intentional about the attention. Then the third the third domain then is that of uh, being more objective of the cognition, right? How do we um, how do we perceive what's there? Do we impose things that we do? We project things onto reality, or are we blind to what is there? And we're kind of we're having blinkers, we're having biases, and so it's it's all about training our mind to actually be more objective, and rather than getting down that sort of self-deprecation loop of the, of low self-esteem and putting ourselves down and thinking we are losers and getting depressed just thinking how bad we are can we actually recognize what's really there and distinguish that from what we project onto it all these negative thoughts about ourselves for example can we can we see the difference and can we stop stop ourselves from doing that or rather not believe our negative thoughts about ourselves yeah Right. So that's that's the whole um, and their practices which help us to recognize what's there and distinguish it from what we project onto it. There's yeah. a whole array of practices that we can do that I teach people. Can you and share so, some insight to that? That would be quite helpful. Yeah. So what, what we can do, I mean, the one practice which is very um which is very accessible, but is quite interesting and I found it quite life changing when I first encountered it, is to pay attention to, to what's called bare attention, to really see something and like I see the house out there. And rather than thinking house, detached, semi-detached, whatever the concepts are that I'm projecting onto that house and all the likes and dislikes, oh, I, I don't like it, I like it, etc. I can, can I see that house 
without adding anything to it and just actually just see the shape and the color of that house because that's all we see with our eyes and everything else we are projecting onto it. So can we actually just focus on what we see without adding other ingredients, right? So really focus on bare, on the bare attention of it rather than what, what we normally add to it and see how much we actually add to things all the time, right? Um, so we can hardly observe something without labeling it, without adding our likes and dislikes, without um, adding a narrative to it, a memory to it, etc. right? You, you know, you can walk in nature, for example, and observe the leaves um, right now, they're beautiful. And again, you know, I've said it, they're beautiful. But can I actually, and that there's nothing harmful about that, but often there is a lot of harm when we add the labels because we add very judgmental labels a lot of the time, right? If we call ourselves a loser and we then start to look at our minds and say, well, where is that loser? Where, where is it? Okay, I'm a loser. Where's the evidence? Where can you actually see that loser in your mind? You know, if you're ob observing you can really start noticing how much we are adding, you know, how much we're superimposing on what we are actually perceiving. There's no loser in sight. A loser is a conceptual label that has no basis in reality, right? So we can undo all the damage that we do by adding all these labels onto reality, all these concepts, if that makes sense. That makes sense, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then the fourth area um, is that of emotions, and there we can we can be we can learn to notice the emotions that we are um, beyond just you know beyond regulating our emotions, which is a common uh, concept in in you know in in psychology and in emotional intelligence. You know we talk about regulating our emotions and not reacting in a knee jerk way, but um, then there is we can look at our emotional landscape and see the kind of emotions that we are, that actually come up and, and, and explore if they're harmful or if they're beneficial. First of all, for us, for ourselves. And secondly, for others, right? So if I'm feeling a lot of anger, well, first of all, I'm going to be doing some damage to my own mind because it's going to create a toxic, poisonous mental environment, of course, you know, if I'm feeling lots of hatred or uh, resentment and anger towards others, even if I feel perfectly justified, and that's the thing we often do, don't we? we? We feel that, of course, you know, wouldn't you be angry if someone did this to you? But but besides that, you know, it's the, the, the actual emotion of anger creates that toxicity in our mind, and it, it poisons our own mind, first and foremost. And then, of course, it has repercussions on our relationship with whoever the other person is, right? And we are behaving in a certain way and we feel justified in treating them a certain way, etc. So this whole fourth, um, uh, um, this fourth area of the mind is all about observing, learning about our own emotional landscape and really considering which emotions are beneficial to cultivate and which emotions are detrimental to our own and others' well-being, yeah. which are, you know, the, the emotions that will actually make us feel 
ill, mentally ill, yeah. you know, so a lot of hatred and, and anger and contempt for others, which um, is not always talked about much in, in our society, but it's also a toxic emotion. And that creates a sort of mental environment that is really bad for our own mental health. So if we cultivate that, those kinds of emotions or we, we um, perpetuate them without thinking about them, which is mostly the case, nobody wants to cultivate them, right? But, you know, they, they seem to be justified and then we, we indulge in them. We let them be there and by letting them be there, they become stronger. And so when we do that, then of course we're going to suffer mentally and of course, we are going to feel more depressed and more bitter and angry and all the, the rest of it. But if we take control of how we, of the emotions that we're experiencing, then we can cultivate emotions that are actually much more beneficial, um, like loving kindness, uh, like, you know, generosity, altruism, compassion, um, joy, you know, that kind of thing. And so that's that in, in those practices, we learn to arouse a sense of compassion for others, mm. a sense of loving kindness for others, in sen a sense of um, joy in others' successes rather than feeling jealous and, um, you know, that, that kind of emotion. And, and a sense of impartiality as well, of treating others equally, even transcending our sort of likes and dislikes that we tend to yeah. divide people into, you know. And Especially so, with biases, like those unconscious yeah. biases they were talking about. When you were talking about the emotional wisdom, the like it, it, it would probably help in that if, you know, if people are angry or they're frustrated, overwhelmed, and these could also be byproducts, obviously, when people are depressed or experiencing, you know, uh, regular bouts of anxiety, that instead of reacting from them, would it be safe to say that with now knowing this, they can learn to now respond? Doesn't mean they have to respond immediately, like, you know, but they could kind of come back within, acknowledge what they're feeling, but knowing that they can take a deep breath or maybe, you know, come back later to respond, you know, from a more favorable emotion, whether, you know, again, they can choose that. I, I I just I, I think I wanted to get if you could I know we only have about a minute left but it, I think that's so important and you know because not only that impacts th them emotionally in a positive way but perhaps it would impact other people in a positive way around them. yeah absolutely absolutely so it's really a matter of first of all recognizing the kind of emotions that are there and how and their their effect and how yeah. detrimental they actually are and then learning to um to actually let them the emotions let them be there acknowledge them we're not pushing them away yeah but we're learning not to identify with them not and that's identify. a really key key yeah. part of this type of practice is you recognize the emotion but you you know that you are not that emotion and absolutely. you don't need to identify with it absolutely well this is powerful stuff again we're uh talking to with Dr. Clara Seeger again, and we're taking an alternative approach uh, to mental on mental health, how to cultivate it. We got to go right to break, but we'll come right back. Mm -hmm. 
what is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. We're talking about an alternative perspective on mental health, how to cultivate it with Dr. Clara Seeger. Again, if you're just joining us, you can listen to the show in its entirety here later today here at Voice America. We highly encourage you to listen to the show as Dr. Seeger has shared many great insights into this particular area that can not only help you in your mental health personally, but how also how we'll impact you and your your relationships with others, people in your organization, clients and customers that you serve and so on. There is some powerful information here and we highly encourage you to listen to this show in its entirety. So Dr. Claire, you had uh, spent and and covered, you know, these four areas that you gave a lot of great insight for when you talked about, you know, the, the, you know, you know, these components of mental well-being, that balance, the sustainable vision and aspirations, you know, refining that a- a- attentional focus, transcending unconscious bias and cultivating this emotional wisdom to kind of really find that harmony balance that people are seeking. Can you maybe share with some of the list, share with the listeners, those will be listening later. What are some things that could help people to begin to kind of move toward that? Could there be like, could that be meditation? Could that be certain types of activities to get them to start being mindful in that present moment. Because I know those things don't happen right away. These things take time. Like with anything, if you put that time in and that focus, you, you get better at it. I know I know I know I did when I did this many years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, there's a lot of things that people can do for themselves. Obviously, it does help when you have someone who can guide you a bit um, because it's not you know, we, although it's it's our closest, our mind is really our closest um, companion in life. <laughs> we'll always be there. Our mind is always there with us, but we just don't have that many tools. We, we, we're not raised that way to yeah. really know how to work with our mind very well. It's not part of our Western education. And so it does help when you have 
someone who can guide you a bit. And this is what, what I do with people individually, but also in, in, in groups and, and programs. Um, but what people can can do is, and I would always advocate that everyone benefits from meditation and you don't need to call it meditation. You can call it um, mental hygiene, like you would have a shower. Nobody says, oh, I'm not really into physical hygiene or fit- physical fitness. I, don't, I, I just let my body, you know, degenerate or, <laughs> or get dirty or whatever. So this, in the same way, we, we need to look after our mind because our mind is even closer than our body. We'll always, you know, be with our mind. Um, so, so yes, mental hygiene, if, if you like, or mental um, fitness. Um, so we all can benefit from that. And, and just setting aside whatever we can set aside in a day to look after the health of our mind, the balance of our mind, to help us not fall into these mental challenges that we talked about. Um, and everybody can start with doing a little bit, you know, if it's three minutes every morning, that's fine. If it's three breaths, it's it's fine. Obviously, if you have 10 minutes, great. If you have 15, 20, even better. Um, but start small. And I've developed this framework, which I um, called PEACE, stand, you know, which stands for kind of inner peace, which is like in a balance, right? Mental balance, which is the key to mental health and to mental well-being, as we were saying. And so if you think of this framework of peace, I I can talk you through it if you like. And yes, it's please do. really like a, a, a five-step um, process that one can reflect on, contemplate, meditate on, whatever word you resonate with. So the first one, and so, you know, if you have five minutes or 10 minutes to do that, fantastic. You just sit somewhere, wherever you want to sit. It doesn't have to be a special position or posture. And you just bring to mind the first step, which is P for priorities. And you consider what your priorities are and should be in order to maximize a sense of sustainable well-being. So I encourage people to think of their priorities not as what do I need to do, but what would I like, how would I like to show up today? And so to really bring up, you know, what is the most important thing in terms of bringing about a sense of sustainable well-being, which will benefit my mental health, my relationships, my sense of well-being in this life and and everything that I I touch in this life. And so that's the first step. You know, what are my priorities? What how would I like to show up? And just reflect on that. But always from the position of not what what do I want to happen for me, but what what do I want to bring to the world today? So that's the P for priorities. And then as a second step, the consequence of that is the second is E for ethics. What is my, how do I want to behave? How do I want to conduct myself in order to honor these priorities today? How can I show up in a way that will not cause any harm to anyone? And if possible, bring some benefit. What flows from these priorities is the ethical conduct. And so everyone can think of that for themselves. It's not prescriptive, but it's really the basics of, of ethics, I would say, is not harming anyone and doing some benefit if you can. So reflect on that. 
you know, how do I want to show up today in terms of my conduct? And then the third step is the A for attention. And then it's really about training attention. And I recommend do seven breaths. If that's, you know, depending on how much time you have, seven breaths and just try to focus on the breath, breathing in, breathing out, and focus on the breath for the whole duration of the in-breath and the whole duration of the out-breath. And if you get distracted, bring your mind back to the breath. And that's part of your priorities because you're developing that kind of, uh, you're developing your mind. So in a way, being able to attend to your breath is part of the priorities. Um, so learn to focus your mind on the breath for a few breaths at a time and then gradually increase that. The C is for cognitive balance. And, you know, you remember we talked about not yeah. adding anything to reality, but also not subtracting anything. So I, again, you know, I encourage people to just observe visually what they see or maybe sounds or maybe tactile sensations and not adding anything to it in terms of I like, I don't like or this is this and this is that, you know, no labels. Try to observe things you see, you hear, you feel without adding anything to it, but fully be present with what, what arises. So whatever people want to focus on, the visual, the auditory, the tactile, is fine. So really training to see clearly and objectively what reality is presenting to you. And then the last one is the emotional, E for emotion. And that's really to take a snapshot of how do I feel? What are my emotions right now? And how do they make me feel? You know, if I notice I'm feeling a little bit resentful, how does that feel to feel resentful? And really experience by looking at your own mind of your, how you're experiencing this, how this is affecting you. And if it's kind of poisoning you, which I'm, I'm sure it, it does, right? It's not a nice um, emotion. So, and then, so recognizing that, recognizing the effect of the emotion and then deciding to shift to a different emotion. And that's not always very easy because we're kind of attached even to the negative emotions that we're experiencing. But can we shift and kind of cultivate a, a sense of benevolence, for example, wishing others well, rather than, that, than feeding this resentment, can we decide to, to wish others well? Maybe wish others well so they don't annoy us as much, <laughs> you know, wish, even if it's for that reason, you know, be, have a benevolent motivation um, and, and, and shift that emotional state from the negative, from the toxic to something that's more beneficial. Um, so that's the, the last step, the E. So that's the, the framework for creating inner peace. Um, and from inner peace comes outer peace, you know, that's how we, if we, if we spend 10 minutes cultivating in our, our mind in terms of our priorities in terms of our ethical conduct, in terms of our attention, in terms of our cognitive um, uh, freedom from bias and our emotions, if we cultivate our mind in those five ways, then we will experience greater inner peace, inner balance, 
and that will affect our mental health it will affect our mental well-being and it it will affect everything else in the world as well if everybody did that i think we'll have world peace and um and most of the problems we're experiencing would go away um so it is really um a framework for for peace inner and outer yeah no i love that what you shared so many golden nuggets there i really really enjoyed what you shared there and this is so so important you know and when you look at this what would you say i mean you look you have this alternative approach do you feel like that the you know with mental health it's constantly evolving right it's constantly shifting evolving new things we're learning new things all the time and do, would it be safe to say that this approach while the foundation is very clear that you know that things can shift also in terms of how we address things and learning to be mindful of that you know in terms of this approach and how it can make shifts to to address would it be safe to say that's ongoing and 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 you know in terms of changes and stuff like that you mean in uh, can, can you just um well like i mean the in the whole approach of of you know you know addressing you know instead of you know managing the like we talked about earlier managing the problem and putting band-aids on things of how we can really get to the root cause th things are always evolving in in this particular area just like if we're if it were a physical problem and a lot of times i always find that it's the mental things that lead to the physical issues anyway but that that these things are you know could be could change too, and that 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 we you know that that the approach can be subject to you know you know certain changes as things evolve over yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's what we need to be really mindful of that, and and we can only know that if we look very closely, and if yeah. we know where to look, how to look, and we have a stable enough attention to actually see and properly observe and, and integrate what we're seeing. And so I think we do have to have a very dynamic and, and um, a dynamic approach to this and not have certain preconceptions and uh, fix things in a certain way. It's, it's very much evolving. And what we, you know, we experience different mental imbalances on different days at different times of the day. And so we can, we can, uh, adjust our approach according to whatever is presenting itself but we need to know what to do and how to do it and so and and be mindful of what's actually coming up wow that's great absolutely i love what you shared there and you have so much information like you said you have these online programs you know you're you uh you speak on this particular area all the time and you know, you know, the organizations that we cater to here at Sustainable Success, you know, from all different sizes, I'm sure that are listening, will be listening, will, uh, you know, plan on reaching out to you. We're going to highly encourage you to do that. Can you just shed some insight before, because we're getting close to the end of the show, and I know what I'd like to, you know, have you share a little bit, you know, again, about how people can get, get in contact with you, but maybe to shed some insights on your online programs and some of the resources that you have available and things that you could share here with the audience. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so in terms of uh, online programs, um, I have an introductory program, which is which is free. Um, and it's just one ancient practice, which I'm unpacking. And it's I, I teach it in three different stages. So anybody can, um, can uh, 
can access it and learn how to how to practice it. And it's really a process of learning how to balance and 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 settle your body and your mind. Um, so I can um, share. Can I share a link uh, at some point? Can I send you a link to? Sure. To yeah, share? we'll put that in the show notes. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, so I can share a link, and so anybody. Oh, you can share it here to- too verbally as well. Absolutely, but we'll have it in the show notes as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's on my website. My my website is enlightened leaders with a hyphen, enlightenedleaders.com. And so when you go on my website, you, it it will pop up, and you can just put in your email address, and and you will get access to it. And then I have, um, and on the on the website, you'll see all the different programs that I offer. One online program is uh, Discover the Wellspring of Sustainable Wellbeing, which really looks at the really the 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 root causes of yep. our uh, suffering and our well-being and um and then i i, I have a, a workplace program which is um a, which really um focuses on these four areas that i've introduced today so it's a six month program and it takes people and i i i, I um deliver it in uh, four parts looking at these four different aspects and i what i really want to do is to measure the success in terms of the effect on well well-being in the workplace and really my my vision here is to create a culture of sustainable well-being so if any organizations are out there who want to give this a go and see how it affects and improves mental health then i would be very very happy to partner with them to to measure that because i think in the end yeah. we need to have the measurable outcomes absolutely absolutely well, we want to thank you so much. We're at the end of the show here, and we want to thank you for being here and you know taking time out of your schedule to share with this. And we highly encourage everyone to take advantage of those programs that Dr. Seeger has shared with you. Feel free to reach out to her, and we'll make sure to have all those notes in the show notes here uh, as well that you can reach out to her. You can always reach out to us, and we'll make sure that she gets the message as well. So thank you, Dr. Seeger, for being here with us. Listeners, we thank you each and every week. Join us the Sustainable Success Way. Uh, we highly encourage you again to finish this month strong as you head into the, the you know, into the second half of Q4. Reach out to us here at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com if there is any assistance that you may require. Till then, have a great day, everybody, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.